Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back. This is part two of my wide-ranging conversation with Lydia from languagementoring.com. We are talking about the principles of language learning, the most important things to know, to bear in mind, to remember when you said about learning a language. This really is a guide to learning language, like one of the most thorough guides we've ever kind of put together here on, on the podcast. So I hope you're enjoying it. This is part two, which means, of course, there is a part one. And if you haven't heard part one, you're going to want to go back and listen to that first. I think I actually do think having recorded the whole conversation, all five parts, I do actually think it gets better through the the whole series. So you've got that to look forward to. But nevertheless, you should still listen to it in order because we often refer back to things we've already spoken about. So in this parts in part two we are going to be talking about prioritizing and making time for language learning something that i'm sure you'll agree is one of the hardest things in language learning isn't it it's just making the time with everything else that is going on we talk about a lot of very practical ways to think about creating time for language learning and how to make it all easier for yourself by having a system i won't give away anything else all that remains for me to do is to thank the sponsors of the show, the wonderful italki. Now, if you're not speaking your target language very much, then you're going to want to check out part four of this series where we talk about speaking. And part of speaking, if you want to do it regularly, is to find a tutor or a teacher, someone who you can actually speak to in the language. We're going to be covering that in part four. And a little preview, one of the things we're going to mention is italki, because it is the most convenient place to get language speaking practice on your own terms wherever you happen to be at a time that suits you and that's the name of the game when it comes to fitting it into your week so if you'd like to get ten dollars worth of credit to put towards a couple of trial lessons with different teachers so you can find that perfect teacher for you on italki then i'd like to offer it to you it's free and you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson all right then without any further ado here is part two of my conversation with lydia all right, we're back here uh, for part two of this conversation with Lydia Machova. Um, I really want to get that pronunciation oh. right. How is it? Is no, it's good? getting better, better with every part now. So, getting better, <laughs> all right. So, uh, if you haven't watched part one, it would make sense for you to go back and watch that one first. Uh, in part one, what we talked about is the the fundamental concept that a student has to take responsibility for learning a language themselves. And we talked about how often in language schools. The, the big thing that happens is that students, they turn up expecting to be taught, that transfer of knowledge, but that is a, 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 a problem to begin with because the students have to take responsibility. So moving on to part two then, what is the, what is the second part of this, of your, of your approach to learning languages? Yeah, um, it's about creating time, not finding it in your busy schedule, but creating it and making it systematic, which will make the whole language learning process a lot easier. And I believe this is really the, the answer to uh, people who are busy, because I think we're all busy, aren't we? Uh, I don't know anyone who would tell me like, yeah, I'm bored most of the day. Give me, give me a language to learn, right? I mean, we're all busy. So. We, are, we are all busy. I mean, this is, certainly for me, this is one of the most common problems I've, I've ever, I ever get told about. Oli, I don't have time. Yeah, right. And, and, and the truth is you don't. You don't have time if you don't really create it. And by creating, I mean 
putting something which is a priority first on your agenda and making space for it before you get to the usual tasks of your day. Like, I don't know about you, but I have like a never ending to-do list, which just never ends. I'm never done with my work, right? I have my own business. I have a lot of ideas what can be improved. There's always something to work on. So if I wanted to uh, like wake up and sit at my computer and start working, I would be working till late evening and I would never be done with it because I'm, I'm busy. I don't have the time. But that's why I always learn my language right now. It's Swahili. In the morning, right after I wake up. And to remind myself, I actually like to put my phone, which has the alarm clock, into, like seriously, into my Swahili book. Which means that when I wake up and I'm still in the middle of my crazy dream, which was something totally um, out of this world, I wake up, I have to take the phone out of the book and that reminds me, oh, Swahili, you know, this is, this is my one hour of learning right here, right now, before I get to the usual stuff and get busy. I remember hearing, um, I can't remember where I read this, but it was a, a, a book on, um, on productivity in general. And one of the that stuck with me from that is that the suggestion in the book was that we never, you never again use the phrase to make time. Because even when you, when you articulate that, to, to make time for something, the idea is that, that you have to move things around and you have to somehow find the time. Um, which, is, which comes at the expense of something else, right? The, the idea is that if you're making time, it means something else you have to shift. But the reality is that everything in our day comes down to, to priorities of some kind, right? We, we ultimately have to, have to choose what we spend our time on. And you know, for an illustration of this, if, 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 if you ever spend any time watching TV or watching YouTube, dare I say it, watching this, this video or listening to this podcast right now, then consciously or not, you've made a decision to do this where you could be doing something else, right? So this, this, this idea of the, what we tell ourselves about creating time is kind of a red herring to begin with. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an interesting point. Um, I, I like to think about it this way. When you, when you think about like what is, so how do you prioritize uh, your, your uh, tasks or, or whatever things you have to do in a day? Like a good example to realize how prioritizing prioritization how do you say that prioritizing yeah how it really works is so if you, if something really unexpected happens let's say um, someone from your close family had a had a serious accident like they got run run over by a car and and then someone like a doctor calls you from a hospital like we have your you know husband daughter grandma here in the hospital and they are like seriously seriously injured you would without doubt find two times out of your busy schedule and spend the time in the hospital being there with the person, right? And and you had a very busy agenda for that day, most probably, but everything else was put aside because this person is here and you just need to find time for them, right? So I think this is a nice example of how if something matters to you, you will have time for that because it you just do it first and nothing else matters as much as that. And by then, I'm not trying to say that when you learn a language, everything else should be num- priority number two. But I think someone really wants to learn a language, and this is this is a process which takes several months, you know, or years. Then you really need to make sure it's one of your priorities, and um, yeah, and that that means you will find time for that, and maybe um, you know do other things uh, less often, such as watching TV or yeah. watching YouTube. I mean, I guess the obvious question that that leads to is, well, okay, I understand that if I want to learn this language, I have to 
set a priority. I have to make it a priority of some kind. Yeah. But then the obvious question is, okay, well, how much time? Like, mm. Are we talking an hour a day? Is it, is it two hours a day? Is it is once a week enough? And people often, without knowing what's required to learn a language, mm. it's kind of difficult to start prioritizing. How, how do you think about that? It is. And that, that's exactly why I think having a plan really helps you prioritize. And uh, when we mention how much, uh, like how much time do you need to spend a day, I always say that at least 30 minutes a day is when is something that helps you learn a language. I, I, like five minutes or 10 minutes a day, it, it is better than nothing. But I think people would, stri- would should strive for at least 30 minutes a day. And the best the ideal case would be one hour a day. That has proven in my case to be some like meaningful amount of time that really helps me move forward in the language and not just um, be at the same level. It, one hour a day really gets me forward. So, so that helps me grow my language skills a lot. And if you have a plan, and by a plan, I mean deciding upfront um, that you will spend, let's say, these 30 minutes or 60 minutes a day with the language in a certain period of time of the day. So, for example, in my case, in the morning. And I don't make this decision every day because I, I made a plan already. I know that the first hour of the day will be spent with Swahili. And I know that on top of that, I will have three italki lessons with my tutor. And I plan them before that week starts. So this helps me uh, in the way that I don't have to decide every day. Do I feel like learning today? Am I, you know, do I have enough time? Or maybe am I too busy because of other stuff? It's like, no, this is the first thing. And of course, there are some days when I don't do it. Like there's some special occasions. I'm, I'm not like 100% systematic with that. But having this system helps me a lot. It does. It gets very tiring, doesn't it? If it like every day you have to think to yourself, how, how am I going to, right, where's my half an hour going to be today? Let's move this around. Exactly. But every day having to do that, uh, you know, it's, it's called decision fatigue, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. the, the, the more decisions you have to make, the, the, tired, the tired you get in general. So like by the time you actually sit down to learn, you're kind of like, oh, I've got more energy. A lot of mental power, totally. And yeah. that's that's why I like to have this trigger. So my trigger is waking up in the morning. That's like, I, I don't have to think about it. When that happens, it's like a program. If this happens, then you learn Swahili. Um, but also if uh, for, for other things, like maybe to give it give another example, I like to have triggers, for example. Um, so I work from my home on my computer. And I have, a, I have one of these desks that moves up and down. So I like cool. to work standing. Like yeah, yeah, they're really, really great. But the thing is, I'm always lazy to do it. So if it was up to me to decide, when do I feel like standing up and working for two hours standing, that would never happen, you know? Um, I always have the perfect excuse like, oh, well, right now I, I need to, I don't know, rest my back because I'm a little tired, something, you know? There's always a reason. So I have a very regular reminder on my computer which tells me, tut, now stand up, you know, it happens twice a, twice a day, every day. And when that trigger comes, I know that I have to stand up unless I have a really good excuse, like a really, really good one. And, and this helps me, again, decide. Um, I don't have to decide because this, this um, trigger does the decision for me. Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean... I mean, I also like to have my, have do this first thing in the morning because I just it, it's it's not that I love getting up early, um, and often I was really the last thing I feel like. But it's it's just that I, I think I, I've learned over the years that unless I make it stupidly easy, unless I give myself no choice, there are just too many things that are eventually going to come in and uh, 
totally. and, uh, you know sooner or later you're going to fall off the off the log and it just becomes it just becomes harder and harder and for me it's exactly the same I'm like okay when i wake up yeah i do an hour of whatever that's just it's just just the way it is um but i guess you've also got this question of you you said something earlier which, which i think is a really interesting sort of avenue of discussion here which is something is better than nothing and I, you know so often i hear people who in language learning who are very kind of motivational and i like to encourage people it's oh you know you can do so much you can just you can lie in bed at night and do five, five minutes of this app before you sleep and it's great because you know you do all these little things and and um, get time with the language and it's true like all things being equal it's better to spend five minutes on an app than to do nothing. But, <laughs> however, there is a level at which, like, if you're really serious, and, and you know, most people who are, who are watching this, like, they are going to have ambition. Like, they're prepared to work to learn their language. You know, they're not, they understand they can do bits and pieces here and there, but they're, they're interested in, okay, like, I, I have ambitions to be speaking my target language a year from now, right? So, so what, what do I really need to do? What's the to use the medical jargon, what's the minimum effective dose, the ME, the MED? Like what, what do I really, if I'm serious about learning this language, what's the minimum you have to do every day? And I think you, did you, is it just me or did you mention 30 minutes earlier as like the minimum? I mentioned, uh, I mean, 30 minutes is the minimum if you, if you want to be serious about your language learning. But I think with just 30 minutes a day, you cannot really make a very visible improvement. Yeah. You can keep your level of the language, right? So you will not lose it, which is, which is good for many people still. Um, but I, I really believe one hour because one hour, in my case, I just it just passes so quickly. It's not it's not a lot of time, sixty minutes, right? So um, and I think it's also a very good amount of time for concentrating. So I know some people say like you can only concentrate for twenty or thirty minutes. Maybe you could make a little break in between. But I personally like if I I always pick activities which I enjoy, and if I don't enjoy them, I make them enjoyable in some way. So even if I, if I have to learn a lot of vocabulary. I make little tests for myself or um, little quizzes or whatever it takes just to make it a little bit more fun. And then the hour just passes very, very easily. So I, I, I agree with you on that, like five minutes a day, better than nothing, but it won't really help you. Yeah. So it's, I think this is a good transition period, maybe. For people who don't have the language learning habit and they want to start somehow and they think like, oh my God, an hour a day, I can never do that. Well, that's the Over thing. Five minutes, right? Yeah, that's that's the issue, isn't it? Because it, because we're sitting here saying, and I, I'm to, I totally agree with you that I think you know, if you're serious, you've really got to be doing an hour a day. And how do you expect to learn a foreign language in less than an hour a day? Come on, it's not like you're learning to to, to play a card game or something. This is a serious undertaking. Right? So, right. so we're here saying, okay, you need you really to get to get momentum so that you stay motivated and you get results. Uh, you know, an hour a day is, is a is a is a good thing to aim for. But then, then the difficulty with that is that people, if you're then telling people to kind of schedule in that one hour a day, I mean, that, it's significant, isn't it? it? It is a significant amount of time. I mean, people, most people don't go to the gym every day, do they? But, sure. But but I think that's why it just comes down to that this idea this idea of just making that priority and, and scheduling it. And um, again, like for, for me, it's like get, getting it done first thing in the morning is just it's the only way it gets done. Because I know I need to do an hour, right? If I'm serious, but I'm not going to do it at eleven o'clock in the morning. I've got other stuff. You know, people are calling me. You know, people are Amazon are knocking on the door trying to deliver stuff. Um, 
you know, there's a dog barking out. I don't know what. Like, it's, something's going to happen that's going to that's going to get in the way. But I think this is, seems to be the the, the the difficulty in this message, isn't it? You've kind of got, you know, you, we have to tell people to be doing something every day to prioritize it. Mm-hmm. An hour is a lot, but that's really the where you have to decide: Are you going to take the responsibility to to step up to that hour a day and find that time in your life? Because if you can, you're going to get great results. Exactly. And also, I would like to mention just that when, sometimes when people listen to polyglot saying, oh, it's easy for me to find one hour a day or something, I think they often, they often go like, oh, it's easy for you because, you know, it's, like, it's so important for you. You're learning your plenty of language, whatever. Like, it's easy for you, right? But I now have experience with really hundreds of people who are learning their first or second language in their life. They're not aiming to be polyglots. They have like, families, everything, you know, just life, which uh, doesn't really have anything to do with languages. And they can easily find an hour a day. Actually, uh, like people I work with uh, usually learn about eight, nine hours a week. And, and they really never thought that they could do it. So I just, I just want to uh, maybe um, encourage people who might be watching it or, or, or listening to this. And they think they're scared of this one hour. Like just, just try, maybe start with the five minutes a day for one week and then next week make it 10 minutes a day and then you know 20 minutes a day etc and you can go to the one hour and you will see that the transition is actually not that difficult often at this point people a common question that comes up is well instead of doing one hour in one blog can i do 15 minutes four times in a day i wouldn't recommend four times 15 minutes i would say okay do one hour a day do two half hours a day um, but if you if you go like uh, I don't know, it takes some time for your mind to focus, right? So if you were doing something and then you go like, okay, 15 minutes and, and you do that, I think you are losing a lot of valuable minutes at the beginning of that learning part, right? So I, I would say if, um, if, you, if you want to do like maybe listening to a podcast and, and you are going to walk to a bus stop or you are driving in your car and you have 15 minutes, then by all means do that. that that's good to have these moments. But if we're talking about like, really sitting down with something, concentrating, going through vocabulary, etc., then I would say two half-hour half blocks would be better. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, yeah, as you would agree with you, Lydia. Surprise, <laughs> the, surprise. The, the real magic, I think, comes when, you know, if you can, because you mentioned those 15-minute blocks when you're driving or whatever. I think the real magic for this, and this is what I did when I, when I learned Italian earlier on this year. Like my, I was aiming for two to three hours a day which was a big target. And I, I completely understand that most people can't, don't have the, the time in their schedule to do that. And I really had to work hard to create that time, right? But the way that I did it was I had my one hour in the morning, which was the first, like the, the, like the, the foundation. And then on top of that, I add like an hour in the gym listening. And then I add like half an hour on the train going to my yeah. office, half an hour going back. And actually, you know, by the time I... I go to bed at night, I've had three hours and I've yeah. only had to constantly actually sit down and focus for one of those hours. Yeah. The real, the real kind of exciting opportunity comes when you've got, uh, you, you do that one hour at the beginning of the day and then you fill the dead time and the rest of your day in with little that's bits here and there. That like kind of explodes in terms of what you can do. Yeah, that, that sounds great. And this is exactly, this is the recipe how to do it. But I agree with you. It's great if people can, not only do the dead times of the day listening passively, but also find that at least half hour a day with very concentrated learning, but preferably in the morning, right? 
Last thing then, what about scheduling speaking time, like italki sessions or something like that? How can that help? Oh, I, th- I think that helps a lot because people are very motivated by losing money, right? So if you have paid for your lessons already and you know you can only cancel 24 hours before, you cannot say like, oh, we have our session in one hour, but I'm too busy, let's cancel. I think that's not, that's not possible there, right? So I think then people will think, okay, do I want to spend you know, the amount for the lesson for nothing? Or maybe I could do these things later and just have this one hour of speaking practice. So that's why I recommend booking lessons in advance. Um, I, I like to do it once at the beginning of the week for the whole week. And then I always make sure that I, I have time for that because I put it in my calendar, of course. So I, everything else has to accommodate to the lessons. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, I hadn't thought about the financial side, but even from, you know, if people, if you, if you're someone watching who struggles to commit or so if you can't commit to yourself, right, if you struggle to kind of create the time for yourself, I mean, because I, I struggle to create the time for myself often, yeah. but I'll never miss an appointment with somebody else. Mm. Right. So if you struggle to commit to yourself, well, make an appointment with somebody else and see what happens then. So book that session with your italki teacher on Tuesday at 3 p.m., Yeah. And then it's not you don't have to it's not like then you choose whether you turn up or not. You're turning up and you actually have to make the decision to cancel and that's something that is actually quite hard to do um for for a lot of people. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And this is also why people like to go to the gym with someone or why they're more successful if they go with someone than if they go by themselves, right? So how the thing how can you involve someone else so that you can avoid so that you you run the risk of letting that person down. That can be very very powerful. This also works um, not just for italki teachers but also if you if you agree to have a speaking session with someone else who is learning the language. Right. And yeah. I I think we'll touch on that in the in the next parts of 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 this. In, uh, indeed series. we will. Indeed we will. So this would be a good place to end part two. So then in uh, part one, we talked about the importance of mindset and how your attitude going into learning a language determines your success. In this part we've spoken about the importance of creating time, making language learning a priority in your life and a few ways of doing that. And in part three, I believe we're going to talk about actually what to do when you start learning. That's right. All right, Lydia, I'll see you back for part three. Okay, see you there. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a, a, a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free memory course.